The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 11th chapter. When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you see and hear. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? Someone dressed in soft robes? Look, those who wear soft robes are in royal palaces. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist, yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. This is the gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Beloved of God, grace and peace to you from God, our Creator, and from our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Bible is filled with stories of conversion and transformation. I once was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I see. These are common themes in scripture stories. However, today's gospel story seems to move in the opposite direction. In the early chapters of Matthew's gospel, we meet John the Baptist, and he is that thundering prophet that we sang of in our first hymn a bold voice proclaiming the coming Messiah and the kingdom of God. Repent, he shouted, prepare the way of the Lord. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with fire and with the Holy Spirit. John preached passionately of God's judgment, of the great sorting that would take place between righteous and unrighteous. John was not afraid of offending people. He had the fire of a prophet in his belly and the confidence and the certitude to match. The John we meet in today's text is quite a contrast, barely recognizable. Locked in Herod's dungeon for telling an inconvenient truth, awaiting execution, John had time to think, to ponder, to wonder. The great and glorious day of judgment when petty, greedy tyrants like Herod would be brought down, that day had not come. The messianic age, as John had preached it, had not been ushered in on the grand scale that he imagined it. Was it possible that he had misunderstood something? That in all his fiery preaching he had gotten it wrong? He wondered. So he sent word to Jesus, a simple question, are you the one or are we to wait for another? 
It's a little unnerving to see John like this, sort of like discovering that a beloved superhero is merely mortal. John had moved from bold confidence to haunting doubt, from the brilliant light of proclamation to the dim shadows of questioning. Truth be told, I prefer the John of this story. I would never wish Herod's dungeon on him. But in this moment of vulnerability, his humanity is easier for me to see. There is a crack in his certitude. I know some think of that as weakness. Bold certainty is something we value. But it is in these cracks, as the saying goes, that light gets in. I see this in John's story. It is when he is broken by injustice and disillusionment that he is open to receiving a different vision of the reign of God, a reign in which God's mercy is every bit as powerful as God's judgment. We see this in Jesus. Now, Jesus spoke words of judgment. He called people to repentance, to turn away from those things that were not pleasing to God or life-giving to them. But the Gospels show us that Jesus' true power was found in his mercy. He healed those who were broken in body and mind and spirit. He reconciled those who were estranged, restored them to community. Even when he himself had been rejected and sentenced to die, he spoke words of forgiveness merciful words that created a future when all hope was lost. Jesus' might was in his mercy and in his ability to open a vision of God's kingdom ruled by divine mercy. Jesus spoke of a kingdom in which the poor in spirit, the meek, the merciful, the peacemakers, even the persecuted, like John, have cause to rejoice. In Jesus, the Messiah, God's kingdom didn't arrive in a firestorm of judgment. It dawned in people's lives as a quiet ray of divine mercy, small, simple, yet with the power to banish the darkness. This is the message that Jesus sent to John in prison. He sent back the disciples to bear this light to John, to tell him what they had seen and heard. Tell them of the healing and the cleansing, of the walls broken down, of the relationships restored. Tell him of the power of God's mercy as you have seen it at work in the lives of individuals and communities, in your own lives. Speak God's ancient promise of good news to John, a promise so resilient that even the wickedness of Herod and all the sin of the world cannot thwart it. Go, Jesus said, and tell your stories. I like to think that they made it to John before he was beheaded, but I don't know. What I do know is that we have a similar calling to share our stories of God's work in our lives, 
to bear the ancient promise of hope for the world. Much has changed since the time of John and Jesus, but much remains the same. Human beings still seek to dominate each other, to rule over each other. Violence and greed and tyranny flourish. Yet miraculously, the kingdom of God continues to break in into this dark and into this weary world. Our desire may be for this to happen dramatically and definitively for all the world to see. But most of the time, it seems to me, the kingdom comes in the steady stream of God's mercy poured out for us in Christ Jesus. He comes to us in words of promise and hope. He comes in this simple meal that we share, a taste of manna that we need for the living of today. He comes to us in our songs and in our prayers and in our friendships. He forgives our sins, calms our hearts, heals our wounds, and gives us the strength we need for whatever challenges we face. Not as dramatic as John's vision, but sturdy and steadfast and true. Which is why in the midst of life's disappointments and fears and burdens, we are still able to sing songs of comfort and joy. It's tempting in this holiday season to believe that God is found in the bright lights and the beautiful decorations, in all of the delicious meals and the parties and the mirth. But this gospel story reminds us again that God shows up in the dark places, the lonely places, where everything isn't merry and bright. God shows up in the broken spaces, in the cracks, to shine the light of hope Hope not born of our efforts, but of God's steadfast love. And so we tell our stories. We share our moments of bold confidence and of haunting doubt. We bear witness to our need for God's mercy and to the power of that mercy to create a future where we are not able to imagine one. We bear the Christ light for each other and look for the reign of God as it breaks in on this world. And together, we trust the promise that one day, in the fullness of time, God's kingdom will come in all its glory and creation will be healed and whole. The prophet's dream will be a reality. The wilderness will rejoice. The waters will break forth in the desert and it will blossom. The eyes of the blind will be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Everlasting joy shall be upon us and sorrow and sighing will be no more. Thanks be to God for this promise that holds us fast. <laughs>